Welcome back to the Inside Podcast. My name is John, aka the Philosopher. If God created the sun on the fourth day, how had the four days passed? It is Wednesday, September 29th. Hope you had an absolutely amazing day. As always, the month's almost over. Yeah, it's like, what, one day left. Yeah, it's only 30 days in September. Dang, we're already in October. Ooh, we're getting closer to my birthday. Exciting. But yeah, hopefully you have an absolutely amazing day. As always, uh, my day swell. Speaking of philosophy, I've cracked the Da Vinci Code. All right. The Da Vinci Code of my life, at least. <laughs> and that is... So, like, okay. So, I... Yesterday, yeah, yeah. Yesterday, I talked about... Uh, the school zone violation ticket that I had to pay, right? And so I had to pay it. I paid it on Sunday. And since then, I've just been thinking, I was like, surely there must be like a route that I can take that would like completely avoid every single possible school zone. <laughs> I got like a base route that I can just create that I can use. Because remember, like I said, like, I keep like every where I go, like in my head keep a map of everywhere I go, right? So it's like, I have like these like, like base routes, I guess. Like they're essentially like routes that I know will always lead like to home or from home to where I need to go and like anywhere kind of stemming off that. And so wherever I am, I just gotta navigate back to like whatever that base route is. Then boom, I know where I'm at and know where to go. As long as I know where I'm going or know where I need to go or where I want to go, I can get there, right? So that's the idea. I need a base route that can completely dodge every single school zone in Gwinnett County. <laughs> and mind you, Gwinnett County is freaking ginormous too. It's like, honestly, this isn't like, actually, technically, I guess it would be dodging every single one because half of them don't even apply because the freaking county is so big. I do think it's the largest county in Georgia, I think. It spans like five or six cities. It's freaking ginormous. All that gerrymandering and stuff, you know how it goes. Uh, but yeah, I've been thinking about that. And today, I cracked it. <laughs> I finally did. I thought about it for a long time, right? And I got it. It's like a little bit, okay, it's definitely longer (laughs) than just going the normal way home and going through the school zones. But this way, I don't even think about it, right? I don't even think like, oh, is it school zone? Oh, what time is it? Oh, am I going to pass through a school? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because there's not a single school zone on this route. I'm absolutely proud of it. <laughs> is it super duper overkill? Yes. Is it unnecessary? Absolutely. Can I just drive more carefully? Of course I could. But why do that when you can just do this? <laughs> Speaking of driving carefully, actually, dude. So, my, I almost got like sideswiped going like 60. Well, the, the person was going like 60 miles per hour where she was not supposed to be going 60. Uh, it was like this morning. And I was like, it's actually the same place. Where I got my school zone violation, ironically enough. <laughs> but like right after that little school zone area, it splits off. It's three lanes going through the school zone. And it splits off into like one, two, four lanes. Two lanes being a left turning lane, two lanes going straight, right? And so if you're on the farthest left lane, that becomes the turning lane, right? And so like there is no reason for anyone to be merging there. If you're in the farthest left lane, you can go one more over to like the furthest left turning lane now, or just keep going straight and being in that left lane, right? If you wanted to go straight, you shouldn't have been in the third lane. It's that simple, right? And so like there, there, there is no reason for anyone to be merging. 
And so, like, I'm coming down, minding my own business, <laughs> driving normally as one does. And, like, the light's red, right? So I'm slowing down. I'm going straight, right? And I was in the middle lane, so now I'm in, like, the second straight lane, right? Right next to the left turning lane. That was the left turning lane, right? And so there's this girl coming, like, two cars behind. And she was in the left lane as she was going to turn left. And she ended up turning left in the end. But she was, like, so deep into her phone. Like, I visibly saw it as she was hurtling towards my car. (laughs) Like, she was so deep into her phone, like, just not paying attention. And so she was slowly merging into my lane. And she was, like, so close to just, like, completely sideswiping my car. Because she tapped my freaking mirror. Like, I audible tap on the mirror her mirror hit my mirror it didn't do like any serious damage so like you know i didn't sweat it like that but like it could have been so much worse like it's like for what really like what do you what, what could you possibly be looking at that's that important you're coming around that fast at a red light mind you around the corner coming around that fast looking at your phone like, come on now come on be smart be smarter than that do better we all gotta do people that drive driving out here like out in georgia they man <laughs> Everybody got to do better out here. It's just, it's like you can't even be mad anymore. You're just disappointed. Like whenever you see stupid stuff, like you're just, it's just disappointing. It's like I can't even be frustrated. I'm just disappointed in you. Like how could you? Why? Like no one ever. Oh my! When you get like further out, closer to the city, no one ever uses their blinker. Like ever, right? And like in a lot of situations, there is no dedicated left turning lane. So like there's just three lane road. If you're in the furthest left lane. You can turn from there, turn left from there, across the other three lanes. But that lane is also just a regular straight lane. So, like, people are still coming up behind you, right? And, and, and the road that I'm specifically thinking of, it, their speed limit's, like, 55. It's pretty fast, right? And people will just stop in the third lane to make the left turn. When they won't use their blinker. So, they will literally just slow down and stop in the third lane. And no, no blinker on, no nothing, no indication of what you were doing. And people are coming up behind, like... Going 55, 60, 65 miles per hour, right? And it's like, just use your blinker. I mean, it doesn't do much. I, guess, I mean, well, people see it, right? Like, they, they 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 have enough time to figure out where they want to go. But so many occasions, it's like just screeching brakes because people don't, like, react in time. Like, it's so many. Like, I, I completely avoid being in the furthest left lane when driving. I mean, I completely avoid the city in general because, like, the city freaking sucks. You're never driving, at least. Like, one, the roads are way too... Like, if you're actually in Atlanta, right? The roads, like, the the lane, the width of the lanes... Like, I'm sure they are the right width. But, like, barely... Like, just, like, the exact right width that they have to be, right? And then because there is no parking, everyone parks on the side of the street. Main streets, side street, back street, doesn't matter. Everyone parks on the street, right? And so... No one actually parks directly parallel with the curb. So they're always hanging out a little bit into the street. And so with the lanes being that tight and small, people are now shifting over a little bit to not hit the cars that are parked, which caused people in the second lane to shift over a little bit. And there is no median. And the same thing is happening on the other side. Therefore, the two closest like outside lanes for the, going both directions are now inching closer and closer together across the yellow lane. It's so freaky and terrible i hate it i absolutely hate it also like the roads in atlanta it's like driving on the surface of the moon man like there's absolute crate like you would think that the asteroid that 
destroyed the dinosaurs, landed in Atlanta with the way the roads look, bro. Like, absolute craters. I'm talking, like, in the raining season, bro, you can go fishing in the potholes, for real. Like, it's, it is so bad. So, so bad. And it's never going to get fixed. Like, it's never going to get fixed. You just got to keep, like, dodging them. And, like, you, the way you're dodging them, like, bro, you keep easily be confused for driving under the influence. Like, because <laughs> you're swerving back. Like, this is just absolutely, absolute mad. Actually, if we talk about potholes, like, really, really bad potholes. Out in, what, what is that area? Norcross. So, Norcross is, like, the industrial, like, zone district of the greater Atlanta area. Right? That's where, that's essentially the, just in industry. Like, here's all the train routes, uh, industrial train routes lead up, lead to Norcross. That's where, like, yeah, well, like, the, the, the mining, and not mining, but the like, transferring stuff that's, like, been mined and just trains and everywhere. So it was always, like, hella semi-trucks toting stuff, dump trucks toting stuff, and trains coming through, right? Now, like, it's, there's, I have to drive through there a lot of the time. I do a lot of deliveries out through there. Also, like, when I was at ALC, that's where the ALC is out there in Norcross, right? And so, wherever there are train tracks, because there are so many heavy trucks coming through there, the road around the train track, well, specifically where the tires would be, has been, like, eroded. And so it's like there's there's no ramp up to the train track. It's just like flat road and then six inches, seven inches of straight up steel train track. It's like a right angle. Like, <laughs> and so no matter how slow you go, it sounds like it's tearing up your axle. Like it sounds so disgustingly bad. Like it's, it's painful. <laughs> and so you kind of like slide to the middle so, like, your tires aren't aligned with that. But over time, like, more people more people do that and, like, those areas also get bad. They're still not as bad as the main areas because the big trucks can't do that. They don't have space to do that. But, like, if you're not paying attention, you hit that thing going speed, I'm pretty sure, like, the your front tires are going to end up in, at your back tires. It's that simple. You're done. Like, <laughs> it is so bad. They also have crazy potholes. That's That, that one makes sense because, like, heavy trucks... And whatnot, and all the roads out there are concrete because concrete supports weight better than asphalt, which is actually why industrial zones are always made out of concrete roads. Fun fact. Uh, but yeah, it's terrible driving out there. I mean, it's a lot better driving out in Atlanta. Atlanta's just God. And then also, you got like every single person is like knocking on your window trying to either sell you Gatorade or like ask for money. Like, <laughs> everybody, I remember last summer, everyone was on that wave. Of like selling Gatorade, like at stoplights and stuff, it was crazy. Like everywhere you went, like every literally everywhere you went in the city, every stoplight, there was a couple kids selling Gatorade or water or whatnot. And it was like, I mean, I respect the hustle. I respect it. Got to got to get the grind however you can. But like, I really wonder like how successful that was because if you think about it, saturation of the market is pretty bad there. Right. If you're in the same city as everyone else, there's like people doing exactly what you're doing in every single corner. Like that's pretty bad because there's too much competition. You're not going to profit off of that. The smart thing to do would go somewhere or, you know, would be to go somewhere 
where there's less people or no people actually. It's still a lot of like car traffic, vehicle traffic, but less people doing what you're doing. Therefore, you're corner of the market. Therefore, increasing your profits. Smart, smart. I guess they weren't thinking like that though, or perhaps they just didn't have uh, transportation. But for some people, where they were at, I'm like, there's no way you walked here because like you can't even live around here. Like, <laughs> like you can't. Like, there are no houses around here. Like this is a straight up uh, office and commercial zone so like how'd you even get here you had to either got dropped off even uber or something once again respect the grind but you gotta be smart about that if you want to make money if you're able to make money also some of these people some of these kids like they're in groups of like five or six and it's like you understand like you're cutting into your profits that way like yes it, it may be a little more difficult to only have two people but if you think about it at an intersection there's only two ways people well, technically there's six ways people can go but if you're Standing in the median, right, you would handle, no, you would need four people because the moving traffic wouldn't go. But at the same time, whenever two cars are stopped, whenever one way is stopped, the other way is going. So you would only need two people. Yes, you would only need two people. And you would have one person at each direction. So like, let's say north to south median, east to west median, right? Because when one way is stopped, the other person, while they're selling, the other person people, they're going. Then they stop, they go, yeah, it makes sense, right? And then you cut out the amount of people you got to cut in for the money, right? So now instead of splitting between like six, seven people, split between two people. Combine that with the fact that you are now in a place where there's not a lot of people doing what you're doing to combine step one and step two. Boom, dude, you are actually making bread. There you go, business 101. <laughs> All right, let's get in the episode. It is philosophy. Wednesday, my dudes. I said last week that I would have a transition. Did I say it for this one? Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure I said last week I have a transition for this. And I would put it in. And I didn't do it. I completely forgot what time I was done. But not today. Hopefully not today. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> At the time of recording, I haven't done it. But I plan on doing it uh, before this goes up. I'm not going to upload this. I'm not going to edit this once I'm done recording. I'm going to do other stuff. Because uh, this one's going on the vault. Yeah. Uh, well, the entire episode. I mean, I'm recording it on the same day, but like, it's because I'm not ready to edit it. That's why it's going in the vault. That's what the vault's supposed to be there for. That's why it's there. Okay. Let's get into the questions. <laughs> Let's see what we got here. I already did this one. You know, I think this, like, so I changed the, my ID, like, so like, whatever was running my code for, like, this. And like, this one, I swear it loads slower than the other one did. I think the other one was just like, it's a lot more lightweight, so it loads faster. I think I should go back to that one. Well, this one has really cool colors. I like that. Although I'm pretty sure I can custom with the colors in the other one too. But I like the colors. <laughs> okay, here we go. What will be slash are some of the byproducts to society of everyone having the ability to take pictures or a video at any time? I mean, we're already seeing that. Right? Well, I guess that's why it says what will be slash are. So, I mean, one, like the whole like thing with police officers and uh, using excessive force and all of that stuff, like that, that whole hoopla and like uprising and you know movement, is because of this. Because everyone has the ability to take a video at any time, right? At the same time, like, I mean, you also have like weird stuff. <laughs> I guess you can say, uh, like. 
weird people doing some weird stalking stuff and taking pictures of people, taking videos of people without them knowing all that good jazz. Like it's 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 like it's like a, there's positive and negatives to it, right? But also, I, I think like there's been more positive than negatives at, to it lately because it's like it's it's it puts people, or at least it sh- technically should put people on standby or at least on caution. Because like, hey, if you're gonna be toxic and disgusting and you know racist or bigoted or whatever, hey, just don't do it in public. <laughs> you know, just just don't do it in public. Don't do it in public. Don't do it to people in public. Just keep that at your house. All right. And then you're not gonna get fired from your job because people will expose you. That's the crazy thing about it too. Like that that has increased like the whole deal of like people getting quote unquote canceled somewhat. You wanna call it cancel culture, whatever people wanna call it. I, I talked about this like a while back in the last talk episode about like the idea of cancel culture. Uh, but like there is one thing to it, is like people that aren't famous, if they go through that, like there is no comeback for it or no recovery or nothing you can do about it to defend yourself. And it's like, I mean, if you got caught in 4K, you got caught in 4K, like, <laughs> can't defend that if you really got caught like that. But at the same time, it's like, famous people get caught in 4K all the time, but like, they come back easy because they're famous, you know? So it's like a, it's like a unfair advantage in that aspect of it, which is, uh, as a result of the whole, like, people can record and take pictures and whatnot. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, hey, I think everyone knows at this point that Rich people play with a different set of rules than everybody else, so like that's nothing new. That's no surprise. So and that applies to like, everything, whether that be legally, uh, socially, like this, you know, stuff like that. Like it, it, it really came to came to shine when like COVID and rest- uh, lockdown was a thing. And this actually perfectly lines up with this question, because like when COVID and uh, like when everyone was in quarantine, like last year. Like, you know, rich people were still, like, throwing parties and doing stupid stuff, right? But then because people have the ability to take pictures and photos and, you know, videos at any time, people are getting caught left and right doing this stuff, you know, getting called out for it. And it's like, you know, they're getting called out for it, but nothing happened to them. And it's like, everyone's, then that's like, it really, like, came to the forefront of, like, yeah, people, these people play with a different set of rules than everybody else does. Because, like, if, I mean, you, you can't even, you couldn't do that at the time, you know? hang out with people, throw parties and whatnot. At the same time, it's like, dude, y'all are making it worse for everybody else. Like, you're the reason why this is the problem. But, yeah, they don't care because, hey, they're rich. They can do whatever they want, you know? But, yeah, you know, it all ties in, I guess. Uh, oop. I lost my notepad. I'll remember what number it is. I probably won't. <laughs> uh, let's see. If language influences how we perceive color, what other things could languages be changing our perception? perception of if languages influence if language influence how we perceive color does it a thing language influences how we see color well i guess does it no no, no. i don't know does that, that hold on we're going to a little bit of a google search because like is this factual because if if it is factual i want to know how hey y'all, y'all hear that keyboard how nice that sounds oh is he a space bar i did the uh the band-aid mod Oh, that's nice. Color. I can't spell. Uh, uh, color perception on your general language you speak because of the many nuances identifying objects across cultures. Most. Okay, wait, let me start all over just so y'all can hear what I'm saying. I kind of stuttered here. So, the uh, I don't want to turn off my freaking ad block, bro. Oh, leave me alone. Ugh, y'all are so freaking annoying, bro. Oh, my goodness. Can I not? Nah, I hate y'all. 
Give me one second, guys. <laughs> Freaking business insider, man. No, I don't want to sign up for any. This is why I have Adblock on. You see? This is why I have Adblock on. Anytime I sign up for stuff. Okay, here we go. The, oh, my freaking Christ. Now it's just ads popping up everywhere. <laughs> the way we see color isn't the same from person to person, even though we tend to think color palettes are predetermined. Color perception is largely determined by the language you speak because of how many nuances of identifying objects across cultures. Most of the world's languages have five basic color terms. Others divided Wait, others divide all colors by light and dark, while others categorize the color blue into lighter and darker shades. The human eye can physically perceive millions of colors, but we don't, we don't all recognize these in the same way. How long is this? Because I'm not about to read all of that. <laughs> okay, I guess that gives my answer that the answer that they do. Perceive things differently. I, that's interesting. I guess, like, I still don't get it. <laughs> I still, I still don't get it. <laughs> I, I can't wrap my mind around that, like, at all. See, people are able to experience fashion color with letters and numbers. Synesthesia is often described as the joining of the senses where a pe- person can see sounds or hear colors, but they hear... But that's not correct English. <laughs> But what they hear is also different from case to case. The culture of color. This makes no sense. This honestly makes no sense. I need I need a, ba- a more basic information, like explanation of this because I'm not smart enough for this. Uh, I feel like I'm taking too long on this question. But like I want to understand this, but I can't. Because I don't know. I don't get this. I don't care. <laughs> We're gonna. I'm gonna have to come back to the question at a later date because I don't understand what any of this is saying like this may make sense to someone else like like as I'm saying it like you may understand this but like I just cannot wrap my hand my head around that like I don't, <laughs> I don't understand I don't think uh that's that's above my my mental pay grade okay if you could become immortal see this is more my my speed <laughs> if you could become immortal on the condition you would never be able to die or kill yourself that's kind of the point of being immortal would you choose immortality? Uh, no, because that would suck. Like the whole point of life is the fact that you have a limited amount of time, right? That's like that's what gives that's what gives you drive. That's what like makes you like want to do stuff. Is because like you're gonna die someday, right? And all this is gonna be over. Everything, everything around you, every opportunity, everything is over, right? You're gonna be over, right? And that's what drives you to do stuff. What drives you to, I don't know make memories and meet people and have a family and all that stuff. Do, do you want to achieve things while you're still here, right? If there was no end date to it, then there's no pressure to do anything. You just get, you get so lazy because it's like, what's the point, right? Like, you're never going to die. I mean, and even if you do achieve a bunch of stuff, eventually you'll achieve everything. And then what's the point? You've already achieved it all, right? That's kind of like the kind of plot in Squid Game, fun fact. No spoilers, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I mean, like there is there is no point to immortality. Now I see it; like, there really isn't. Like I've thought about like so. There's this one Black Mirror episode where like you could upload your consciousness to like this virtual world, and you can go to like any what's the word I'm looking for time. I guess you could say any time you want, like any decade you want, like the '90s the 80s or the 2000s or whatever any decade you want you can go to it and you can like live there with your consciousness and you have like 
a virtual body essentially. It's almost like being in VR, but like more visceral, I guess you could say, right? Like I thought about that and I'm like, if given the opportunity, would I do that? You know? Like, because like, like, I kind of see that almost the same as like the idea of, I mean, yes, immortality, but be like achieving everything and not having a challenge anymore, right? Because like in the virtual world, like, you have everything, right? Like it's just like, you can enjoy life. Everything's free. You can do whatever you want. Any timeline you want. You can do anything. But, like, you're not working towards anything. Like, that would drive me insane. Like, just not working towards anything. Like, just, just existing for the sake of existing. Like, I don't think I could do that. Like, <laughs> honestly, I doubt that I could do that. Like, I would just say, nah, let me go, bro. I can't. Because, like, it just sounds so boring. Right? Like, just... It's almost like what I said when I was talking about uh, uh, Kim Jong-un. Right, where I was like, it looks like it's like that'd be a boring job because like you had nothing to work for. You already you already have everything, so like, what's the point of like even being alive anymore? Like it's the same thing, you know. I mean, same thing with immortality. Same thing like uploading your brain conscious or your consciousness to like an AI or whatever, or to like a an a virtual a virtual world. It's like why? Like you would get you would get bored of partying eventually. Like you would just get bored of it. Like, you would, eventually you would do everything. That's essentially what I'm getting. Eventually you would do everything. Like, no. So, yeah. Uh, if I could become immortal, no. I would not do it. I would not take that. Take the chance. Well, okay. With the condition that I can't kill myself. And that that's, if I could kill myself or just die eventually, I would definitely become immortal for a certain amount of time just so I can go to Mars and colonize Mars. That'd be dope. <laughs> And after that, yeah, I'm done. You can, I'm, I'm dead now. There you go. Okay, last one. Why do people ex- expect a universe full of randomness to be fair? Because we can't understand random. The human brain actually cannot fathom randomness. I don't think I marked down what question that last question was. Wow. Okay. I guess we'll find it. <laughs> but the human brain actually cannot understand randomness. Because the human brain looks for patterns and everything. Because the human brain always wants to take a shortcut. And hey, it takes shortcuts by creating patterns and finding patterns and things. Right? So, it's actually why, for example, in Spotify, right? Also, I think almost, well, Spotify and Apple Music, I think they both do this now. When you click shuffle, it's not actually random. It's like algorithmically shuffled. Because if it was truly random your brain will pick up on a pattern. Like, oh, this song came after this song, it's coming after this song, right? And so, it wouldn't feel like a good shuffle. And it actually used to be that way before people complained that the shuffle didn't shuffle enough. When in, in truth, true, it truly, it was truly random, but randomness and the human brain doesn't cooperate really well. So, they had to create an algorithm to make artificial randomness, right? So not true randomness. And so that is why we, as people, expect a universe full of randomness to be fair. Because we can't perceive random. We think, we think everything has to have a meaning, right? That has to be the reason why this happened. Right? You know, people say, oh yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a reason for this. There's a reason for the season. Uh, there, there's surely there's something. Like, this means something later on or whatever. There's a meaning for everything that happened. Oh, like... Uh, Especially like when at funerals and stuff like that, like, oh, you know, maybe it was their time to go. Like, there's, it was meant to be, stuff like that, right? Like, none of that is true. None of that's true. Nothing's ever meant to be, right? I mean, of course, you can, like, prepare and 
you know, navigate your life or do certain things to expect a certain outcome. That's different. But in terms of, like, just the things that happen in the world, right? Like, the chances that you met your significant other, there was no such thing as meant to be. It was random. It was by chance that it happened. Anything different and it wouldn't have happened. Which you could say, oh, that's why it's, it's meant to be. No, 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 no. That's just luck. It's just it's just random. It's all of it is just random, right? Like, I mean, like, it's like you can drive as safe as you can, but you can still die in a car accident because someone else isn't driving safe. It's random. You can't control that. You can only control yourself. So anything else that happens in the world that, that does not include you or something that's in your control is random. There is no fairness in it all. There is, there is, there, you can't expect anything to be fair, right? This is why a town that gets destroyed by a tornado or an earthquake then gets followed up by a tsunami. It's unfair. I guess that's not, like, not random because you expect it. But, I mean, you would wish it wouldn't happen. And it is kind of random because where how big it is and where it lands. And just the odds that, that the earthquake happened at that time, right? And it was that big. It's random. And you don't want it to, be, you don't want it to happen. It's unfair. People were living life. They were happy. They were, they were, you know, people were celebrating birthdays, you know, getting promotions, graduating from school. And then boom, earthquake. Half of them are dead. That's unfair. But it's random. You can't control it, you know? And that's why you can't complain. I mean, I mean, sure, you, you, you can, you can, you can be sad about things and how things happen. Or you can be happy about things. And you can lie to yourself and say things were meant to be or whatever, to whatever, whatever makes you float your boat, whatever makes you feel good. But in the end, like, no matter if something is good or something is bad, if it's out of our control, we have to acknowledge that, you know, because, I mean, that, that, that helps you out, like, in terms of, like, a mental burden on yourself, right? Because sometimes it's easy to blame yourself for every single, like, bad thing that's happened in your life, even things that are out of your control. And it's like, hey, you know, you gotta understand, like, hey, you can't control everything. Life is random. This is how it works. Stuff's going to happen, and you just got to deal with it. What what makes life a good life, or what makes you a strong person, is not how much you can control things, but how well you can bounce back from the things you can't control. Yeah, that's a quote for you. <laughs> but if you like this episode, go to the podcast, give it a like, give it a follow, give it a rating, all that good jazz to let me know that, of course, you do like it. Share it with your friends, because good friends give friends good things, and you want to be a good friend, so give your friend a good thing if you're on my social media is at God that on the IGs and as always 8 a.m. Eastern same time same place every single day hope an absolutely amazing day I'll see you tomorrow <laughs>